0: Hey lads, shall I play my Dallas thing now?
1: What, what the video?
0: Yeah, I, I'm in an awesome video for this um, podcast that everyone's going to watch and it'll be amazing.
1: But this is audio only, Alan. Oh, is it? Yeah, this one's audio since, only. Since when? Welcome to the Wilders <laughs> podcast where the beer flows fast, free and frictionless. Today, we're going to talk about hobbies, Twitter and turning back time. I'm your host, Dan Jones. I'm joined by Ryan Dodds, Christian Roberts and celebrating Kylie Minogue's birthday in golden hot pants, Mr. Alan Blake.
0: Happy birthday, Kylie. Love you. (laughs) You know it's Kylie Minogue's birthday today, don't you?
2: When's Danny's birthday? Whose? Danny.
0: Danny boy. <laughs> Danny milk. Oh, his, 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 her not brother. Not me! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about then.
2: You're not the super fan of, fan of balls,
0: <laughs> <though>. <laughs> And no, I'm not wearing top, hot, hot pants. wearing no <laughs> pants. I'm wearing <laughs> no
1: pants. They i wearing pants. <laughs> it is warm to be fair, so it's it's hot. Love it. Got about twelve <laughs> degrees. Just there. 12 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> <laughs> ah, woo!
0: Oh my god, bring out the factor fifty sunblock.
2: <laughs> I'm not Scottish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man they must burn like God knows what at twelve degrees Celsius. Yeah. For American <laughs> listeners out there, that's um Fifty-six Fahrenheit, <laughs> or whatever it is.
1: <laughs> and, and
2: Scotland's a little country just north of
1: London. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's yeah. It's, it's about an hour away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh how are you guys?
0: Good. good. Re- recovered. Good.
1: Re- recovered from the Podathon. Podathon. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah,
0: Remember that? What
1: Ouch. Hey, <laughs> Do you know the final total? I know I'm I know I'm asking the wrong person. <laughs> do, do you know how much was raised? A lot of money. <laughs> you're you're, a, you're a man of, of the finer details. That's what I love yeah, about you. We, <laughs> we, we,
0: yeah, it was it was a few it was four figures. That's all I remember. No, actually, I think we actually raised over in the end four thousand oh. dollars. But the the thing is it's still open now so people can continue to contribute so every time you go and check the, the figure may change which is why we i don't have an exact one now right at the minute but you know if you go on the website now if i quickly do a refresh it's over 4000 last time i looked so nice that's
1: awesome yeah.
0: excellent really good fun we had a good time anyway
1: didn't we <laughs> we, uh, we did but i don't know if anyone <laughs>
0: <me>. <laughs> hey I think we were well. So many
3: technical questions for my
0: liking. <laughs> well, there were, but we were well dressed. I think we were the mm. best looking podcast there. And I thought we pulled it off, to be fair. I'd, I'd be honest, we looked cool.
1: We did look cool.
0: Shirts, ties, hats. We looked, we looked the bollocks. Full didn't we?
1: Fernet.
0: Full Fernet. Absolutely. <laughs> See, that's how you dress. I mean, it was the Fernet look, let's be honest. So It was a
1: special occasion.
0: It so was. What was, what was the occasion?
1: Uh, uh, Kinda birthday, wasn't it? No, no. no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this, if, the special occasion and the whole reason behind it was because I went for major surgery. If you remember, I don't think be <laughs> mentioned before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what? So we were raising money to re- to pay for your medical bills. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's exactly. Even, it.
0: even yeah. though you run the NHS and it's free, because this is the United Kingdom.
2: No, you're wrong. I am. Um, yeah, what... yeah,
3: but he went to a vet, not a doctor, so he has to be a vet.
2: No, was just I just replace some access points from Ryan's dodgy wireless installations that he denies doing. But
0: <laughs> who invited? The, who invited the Dalek?
1: Yeah, or the guy swimming. <laughs> the guy swimming.
0: For, for those of you who've obviously just tuned in, um, if you do ever tune into this crap, but um, Ryan's on the road. <laughs> he's not live with us in a kind of you know house studio with a proper mic and stuff. He's he's on the road. He's our roving reporter, isn't he? He's he's coming. To a yes. Wi Fi network near you.
1: <laughs> he's he's hot. Oh,
3: oh, right. the I'm the first on the A1, so if anybody's there, just give us quick people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ryan, where have you been today? Um some lovely place called Barnes. <laughs> and
2: for those in America who don't know, that's just just north of London. <laughs>
1: It's about 50 minutes north of London <laughs> Just before
2: so you get to Scotland If you, go to, if you get to Scotland you've gone too far <laughs> Just, just a bit <laughs> to wave it Turn back too
1: far. Uh, uh, what, what, it, I, what I like Is that even though Obviously Ryan's audio is so poor I feel like I can actually Understand him a bit better
0: Yeah I think so too
2: <laughs> i have got to rise to that <laughs> You can't, you sat in the
0: car. Belted in. <laughs> Unless you've like got a, to move a sunroof. The
2: seat up <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan's got the
3: sunroof, not me. Sunroof? Eye
1: on your head, you've got knee hair. Oh, right, yeah. yeah knee so. hair? Knee hair. <laughs> As in, because on your knees, you don't get hair on your knees because it, <laughs> it rubs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: what you need to do, Dan, is get knee some. Hair. Um, rabbits tattooed on your forehead, <laughs> so 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 from a distance it looks like you've got hairs. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> <is>
2: oh, <so> <laughs> <laughs> really? Should in. play by body. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh uh, god. Oh, anyway, 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 so Danny it, boy. It's
1: been a sunny day. It feels it feels to me like we've all been drinking already. Well, bar Ryan because obviously he's driving.
0: You would be correct
1: Yeah, so Alan, what have you been drinking?
0: so I've been drinking um, a lot of beer today, obviously because it's Kylie's birthday, and I've uh, got with me a special beer called neck oil.
1: Neck oil. Oh is that beaver town?: ne-
0: Yes, it's a beaver town ah. neck oil, so yeah, beaver town's um, getting on Yeah, they are very good. I like the- prefer the Gamery personally, but they yeah, did not yeah. have it in stock, so I got the- i got the neck oil, so it's nice. all good. Nice. yes, thank you very much.
1: Uh, Christian, what are you what have you been drinking? I know I I can tell from looking at your eyes you've been drinking already. So, what <laughs> what have you been drinking? So,
2: other than the usual rum and coke, which I've got in the normal drug, um, I I, I felt tonight like we need a bit of an American influence. So I've gone for some uh, oh, was that? Elvis juice. Elvis, yeah, Elvis himself. Yes. <laughs> um, uh huh. I don't like IPA, so it's a bit of a waste of money. But I'll, I'll, <laughs> it. I'll drink it. I'll survive. You've,
1: you've literally awesome. done it. You've literally done it because we are really hoping that BrewDog want to sponsor the podcast.
0: That's, Can you imagine
1: that? Uh, cool. I, honestly, I reckon we should just write to him. I might do it. We should do. Hey, you're, you're driving right. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't admit to that, mate. We're trying to protect you here.
3: Just a disclaimer: I am drinking coffee, no alcohol. Irish. Um, I, did, I was meant
1: to be drinking some. Um... I... I I don't know what's happening. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think he's uh, gone uh, into uh, a tunnel.
0: Noise for it's a signal noise. <laughs> his, his car. His car Wi-Fi is not very good. You're on the wrong channel, Ryan. We need a wi-fi expert at some point yeah. in this podcast yeah, let's like be honest we have no idea where to find one but hopefully we'll get one turn up soon anyway <laughs>
1: that'd be good that'd be good that would
0: be good the best in the business would be amazing
1: who who would you say is the best Chris, in the business Al? Robert, Someone like I don't
0: know. Number <laughs> i'd probably say <laughs> someone like um um uh, peter me or um yeah, yeah. Yes. Probably Kimberly because she should be number one, Kimberly, really. Yeah. Yeah. Kimberly oh she should, is. Yeah. She should be the number one CWNE, but you know, but you never know. We might get someone of that calibre in a okay. minute or two. What? Well, so. As
1: as good as Kimberly?
0: Apparently so. Wow.
1: Apparently so. Fair play. That <laughs> would be that would be amazing. Well, Imagine which, that on this no, show. I, I, no. Uh, yeah. It's not going to happen, good, is yeah. it? I mean, we're talking joke, shit. Callum. Let's be honest. Good oh, joke, no, Sorry,
0: sorry. There's no way <laughs> we
1: could pull in that kind of talent
0: we couldn't we couldn't
1: (laughs) oh who's who's, who's this who's this right
5: here (laughs) oh hello (laughs) who are you hi it's devon i just wandered in the back door whoa are you lost
0: you're far from home
5: come on in I heard you guys were talking about Wi Fi. I thought I would just uh, come hang out and and, uh, see if anybody like Kimberly showed up.
4: (laughs)
0: Yeah, we were hoping for Kimberly, but we got you.
5: (laughs) How are you, Devin? Welcome. Yeah, Yeah, good, good. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, What do you mean again?
0: We haven't had you on before.
5: We had a a voicemail.
1: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) did (laughs) we?
0: when was the voice well that was that was to tell me off for not doing my research properly about his adjusted course that's right yeah. that's right so yeah anyway so um welcome yeah welcome you thank know. you um i hope you're uh managing to maintain social distancing while you're in our pub
5: uh, <laughs> yeah don't get me started on that <laughs> <laughs> If you watch my tweet stream, I might have said a few things about social distancing and masks and, and, uh, radical leftists, you know, all my favorite topics. Is there anything
0: that you don't say on Twitter?
5: Um, yeah, I don't curse, uh, on Twitter. Uh, I try not to curse at all. Um, let's see. Uh, what else do I not say on Twitter? I try to, uh, refrain from personal attacks, uh, unless it's against some absolute moron in our government. and. You know, that's just kind of expected. Um, I I never, I have a rule about Twitter. I would never say something on Twitter that I wouldn't say to somebody's face. Um, Never. And Mm -hmm. so I've maintained that rule forever. And so expect that if I will say it to you on Twitter, I will stand in front of everybody and say it again. And so um, that's, I think that's fair. And so um, you know, and, and I, I try to stay away from the personal attacks. You know, if, if there's going to be a me on you, it's going to be usual, that's going to be private. Um, I think that that's just keeping in, in, uh, being kind and, and reasonable and fair. <clears throat> so
1: Devin, what, yes. what, what do you, what do you know about the podcast? Have you, have you listened to any episodes? Have you? Yes.
5: Yes. Everything? I've listened to some. Yes. I've listened to some. And, um, the thing I like about it is it's just, the guard is down, it's not polished, it's just real people talking about real stuff. That's, so that is my, that's my speed. You know, I, nice. I'm just a, you know, people treat me sometimes like I'm, um, I don't know, um, you know, a celebrity and and I'm not, I'm just a guy who does stuff. You know, uh, founding CWMP was more out of necessity than than anything else. It was like, hey, we gotta do something for a living. Hey, let's go get rich <laughs> building an education program oh, wait a minute. That's impossible. And, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, and then, you know, we wanted to be able to help people, but, but, you know, uh, it's an awful lot of work for a very little bit of money to work at education. Yeah. Um, it makes you feel good about yourself, but you're no, you're no rock star. You're no celebrity. You're just a guy or a girl doing something. And, you know, for a living like everybody else. And, and that's, you know, I put my pants on the same way everybody else does. I have health problems same way everybody else does. And, and, um, you know, I like to shoot the breeze and go hit golf balls and all the shoot guns and all the crazy stuff that everybody else does. So, um, you know, I like the fact that you guys just um, you just talk about all kinds of stuff. Wi-Fi gets included or not. <laughs> um, I, that's the part I like. You're just being real.
0: Yeah, I, I can relate to you, Devin, because I create, you know, it was, WLA was, was born out of necessity, too. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> There's a demand for that somewhere, clearly. But I, I talk about this and, and I jest, but because um, you know, I don't know if you heard, but we did the polython recently, and um, we, the pubcast, were on there and we did a two-hour stint, and it was tough. It was tough to talk for two hours about jibber jabber and just you know anything that would kind of entertain the masses, well,
1: especially but, especially live, because obviously when yeah. we when we do the recording. We can say whatever we want and then just, and cut, out.
0: just yeah, <laughs> cut out the crap that we didn't want to include.
1: Whereas when it's live and people are watching us, it's, it's kind of, but, you've got to but tread But To that be line, fair, we, we usually don't cut stuff out. So, like,
2: when, when we sat there and Ryan goes, Oh, what do you think about this rubber bullet real guy? I've got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and it's
0: true. But one of the funny things that we were supposed to do in the podathon was to kind of say, You know, let's introduce ourselves. Let's kind of, you know, tell everybody what the podcast is about, why we, created it how it was created and we didn't do any of that crap we literally just went from quick play the Dallas video that I spent hours trying to kind of create and show everybody else that didn't work and then we were then stung with the most technical wi-fi question we'd ever had realistically on this particular show and thankfully Peter McKenzie was on to answer it for us but he did but Peter was there to kind of say well I know the answer to this let me test your wi-fi knowledge you guys and we were like going um it's just too late we've been drinking let's just not go there and stuff and it was just like it's just went downhill from then on in, and we didn't do anything that we it, one it got, time we'd scripted early on,
1: didn't it? <laughs> we, we'd actually
0: pre-, <laughs> pre we'd actually prepared for the podathon, believe it or not, professionally, <laughs> and we still managed to mess it up
1: only <laughs> like
2: 10 minutes before,
0: <laughs> but that was the thing. So, so it's like, um, so we need to do that now. So, we need to kind of in Devin, you can be our guinea pig. We're going to introduce you, introduce us, and the history of the podcast to you right now, okay? So, you'll sit back, relax, and enjoy, okay dan dan take it away tell everyone what happened because i haven't got a clue i was drunk
1: (laughs) i think i think that's half the problem is that we we would just talk but be drunk and then we were like hey we need something that's more like for us you know like we were sat in a pub you know wouldn't it be great if there was like a podcast where it was just mates hanging out having a chat and you know learning from each other and you know stuff like that and um and so, to start off with you know me and Al. We were kind of talking, oh, you know, what should we do? How should we do it? And I was like, let's get let's get more people involved. Like, let's get let's get a group of us so that it feels like there's less pressure on one or two people to do something. Um, yeah, and then I was kind of like, hey, Alan, over to you, because I am brand new to Wi Fi and no one knows who I am. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: But this is the thing the amount of conversations that we have in conferences when you're at the bar you're in the coffee yeah, shop yeah. wherever it is they're, they're great conversations you think to yourself man i wish i would record them and, and Devin, i'm sure you've had some amazing conversations with people outside of a conference you know yeah. five minutes here and there and you think to yourself oh man i've learned so much or i got to know this guy and i just wish i'd recorded it or managed to kind of you know engage with all these people and we figured how could we capture that in it's you know rarity I suppose is the word word, whether that exists or not and actually say look we need to kind of package this in a way and do it British you know Britishly I'm going to make up words as I go along (laughs) here right (laughs) so we're going to do it Britishly okay and me and Dan were talking about this it'd be really really good because no offense to any of the existing podcasts and webinars and things that go on but they can get a little bit dull They can be a little bit technical, and that's great, but they can be a little bit dry. So we figured, let's do something where we don't take ourselves seriously. It's lighthearted, and let's include alcohol, because that's always a good icebreaker. And then when people can relax you know, free flow, the conversation, say things that they're going to regret. Shit, did I say that?
4: <laughs> did I
0: take my clothes off? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And then me and Dan were thinking, well, we need to do something like this. But he's right. We need more people because it's more fun when you've got a group of us. And we figured, who do we know? Well, we rang everybody we could think of first. They all said no. And then we Our decided, first. well, we'll get Christian. First. And Ryan. And I said, no, not
2: a chance. not going anywhere near it. And then he circled back back around. And everyone said, I'm desperate. You've got to get me involved. You've got to, you've got to be involved, please. Right. I was going to yeah. say... What, £25 an hour.
3: What you've just explained there is not what you said to me. <laughs> I remember you rang me when I was in a hotel in London. And you were like, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm, I'm just about to go and get something to eat. I like, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, well, when now? You are like, well, just at some point. And I was like, about <laughs> what? Then you were like, I haven't got a clue. Do you want to do it? And I was like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, and the model no. was born. Well,
2: that <laughs> proves like... that I was last because by the time you got to me, you had a fully formed format. You told me what was going on and everything. You were like, oh, yeah, and, and you were on Slack, weren't you? Oh, yeah, James
5: But we you need know, a this...
0: comedy genius like yourself, though, Christian. You know, you, you like all the
5: material. I mean, I am funny. <laughs> this thing is, this. this podcast is like the Seinfeld of podcasts. <laughs> yes, I'll take that. I'll take that. What, do, what, we...
0: <laughs> oh, what's the Seinfeld? I'm not familiar.
5: You're not familiar with the the sitcom Seinfeld. No, I'm not. Really? Okay. So yeah. um, so go watch like, you know, I don't know any episodes at all. And the, their storyline is it's a show about nothing. And and so uh and it <laughs> made Jerry Seinfeld like a gazillionaire because it has all these characters with all these problems. And they, the whole show just goes around in circles, chasing itself, and 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 it ends up nowhere. And and you learn nothing from it. There's no real point in it. But you were completely entertained the whole time. That <laughs> sounds Thank like
0: you. what Thank we you. did. <laughs> I must have watched Seinfeld to get the inspiration for this, Dan.
1: <laughs> You're prob- you probably drunk, Al. Let's be fair. <laughs>
0: but, but I guess the thing is to kind of, you know, I've been on the Wi-Fi scene for a good number of years. Yeah. So, you know, for me, you know, I got my my certs back in 2013. So I've been in the industry quite a long time. And, you know, um, you know, I, years. that's a long time, right? In <laughs> <when> technology, it <laughs> yeah. feels like a long time. But the thing is, is that, um, you know, for me, it was a case of, uh, you know, I, I guess I had to kind of almost announce myself and say well how do people know I exist I got on Twitter I engaged like you know communicated with the Devins and the Keefs and everyone then I went to the conferences I actually put myself out there on a pedestal and talked in front of people and put myself out of my own comfort zone to sort of like say look you know this is what I probably need to do to let everyone know who I am I, I don't do it anymore because I feel like the Dans and the Christians and the Ryans it's their turn in order to stand up on the platform and present technical talks and that kind of thing. So for me. Whoa,
1: whoa, 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 technical yeah. talks. Hang on. <laughs> I think well, I that's a that phrase people.
0: I don't use very often. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I probably should have just said technically. That, that's a made up word. <laughs> but the th- I guess where I'm going with this is it'd be a really good idea to. People know who I am, right? Um, I guess yeah. the question is do people. There yeah, they do. Devin, <laughs> you know bad, who I am, right? Bad oh, Wi-Fi. Um, Totally. I'm the, I'm boy the bad
1: wi- boy of wi Yeah, the bad boy of so Wi-Fi. Did
0: Wi-Fi that come? The
4: Why did that I'm come from? I'm pretty sure
0: he's not the bad boy of Wi-Fi. No, <laughs> no, you are the bad boy of Wi-Fi, Devin. Let's run it. And we'll talk about that later.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, but I guess it's a good opportunity right now for people to, I guess, introduce yourselves as to who you are. and Because they only know you as a name, Wireless Podcast. But, you know, Ryan Dodds, right? You're our roving reporter, Unsight in Barnsley. <laughs> who are you? Well, Looking by
3: just not all. What
0: What do you do, and what's your background? You know, and and sum it up in what? less than a minute. <laughs>
3: can you say that again? Because I, uh, I I saw no. Please,
0: <laughs> that'd be ideal. No, you can do it later.
2: We'll We'll publish you an episode later if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, do you done <laughs> it off too early. Forget it. Forget Try it, giving, Christian. We're
0: we'll, Christian. we will go to you. We'll get you. I, sorry, sorry. I
2: don't know. We talked about what. Um, who am I? Who is Christian Roberts? <laughs> um, I got into Wi-Fi probably about four years ago now. Um I've sort of been doing it at desk for a while. I worked for a big bank in the UK. Um I won't tell you who they are, but let's just say they're the can dark I, horse can of I... banking. <laughs> 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 can I tell them? <laughs> like I'm the uh, dark horse of bedroom. Um uh, But uh, I probably fell in love with... <laughs> I probably fell in love with Wi-Fi um, on the same course as Ryan, which is uh, an ECSE course in Oxford with Bernie. And, um, yeah, you, you, I, I don't know when last time we went on that course, but they did the uh, CWNA Lite, where they sort of talked to you about what CWNA was and all that kind of stuff, and went through sort of two or three days of Wi-Fi in, I will not say in depth, because it's deeper than I've ever sort of understood it before. But at that time, it was were, it were absolutely miles deep. And, you know, I just I just sort of got behind it. I thought how it worked, how, how you sort of interacted, how how the how Fernie and everybody in the classroom sort of interacted with me. I thought it was brilliant. And one of the key things that stood out was that Fernie said, you know, you see server guys who have been dropped into a Wi-Fi role because they knew computers and they knew how computers worked. And then they'd never looked back. And, you know, you never see anybody who goes into Wi-Fi and then moves away from it because they get there and they, they sit there and look into it they see how it works and they sort of understand it and troubleshoot it and, you know, you end up feeling for it. And I think it's, it's like, I, I don't do it at work at the moment and um, my job at the moment sort of gone the opposite direction, but for me it's turned into a hobby, um, which I never, I never thought that would happen with sort of an occupation. You know, it's, it's a network. You put stuff in, you know, things work, things don't work. But that it I, Ryan's yawning on screen. But
4: like, <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: you know, I just I, I just absolutely love it. I think it's brilliant. Um before before Wi Fi I did um, you know, general networking for a while. Um and before that I worked on a call centre. I've done uh, HR support with SAP and all that kind of stuff and it's a bit boring. And in my personal life I've got a wife, two children, um, absolutely love everything at the moment. Um it's and my my family phone me for Wi-Fi support.
0: Christian Roberts, everybody.
2: Nice. You can cut all that out
1: and just say, I'm Christian Roberts."
0: <laughs> and oh, and leave the mystery.
1: Kieran. Kieran.
0: What about you, Ryan? Karen. Are you there? Hello, Ryan. Ryan, come in, Ryan. Hello, I'm here. I'm Ryan. Here. Ryan, can you hear us? Ryan, we still
1: we still... don't even
3: know.
2: <laughs> I, I've told Ryan story. a went to a course for me and fell in love with it.
3: Is it? <laughs> I did so. As you've just mentioned there, my name is Ryan Dodson. Um, I'm a network consultant. I work for a managed service provider in the UK. Um, Specialise in Wi-Fi and I have done for probably four or five years now. Um, previously to that, I was a general infrastructure engineer uh, focused on our networks, but looking after all sorts of things, compute, storage, and everything that goes along with that. Um, like Christine said, so I, when I started in Wi-Fi, uh, I was lucky enough to work alongside a CWNE. Um, and then what we did is he, he helped us do a Wi-Fi deployment, and I was doing some on-the-job sort of training and learning from him and helping him do things. And I learned a lot by that. Um, he's a really good friend of mine, actually, and uh, I'm a lot respectful. Um, and then from there, I did the ECSE course with uh Bernie and, As you mentioned, both met on that course. which
2: day of my life. To be honest,
3: he taught me. <laughs> <laughs> he loved it. He even sat next to us and tried to teach us and everything. It's true. <laughs> um, but what what that course did is it, it made me realize how much I didn't know and how much. How Much there was to know, it wasn't just Wi Fi and a few channels, there was a lot more to it. Um, so I kind of just went down the rabbit hole and decided to learn a bit more. Um, private life, I don't really have a private life to be honest. Um, I've got a missus, I uh, two kids, a dog. Um, yeah, uh, that's about it, really. It's, about, it's not very interesting,
0: Ryan Dodds, everybody. Not very interesting.
1: Not, not very
3: interesting. Not very interesting.
0: His words, not ours. <laughs> good,
1: good words there to end with. Love it.
0: What about the uh, landlord of the pub then?
1: The landlord. Okay. So Dan Jones, I've been an Apple consultant for a long time. I, <laughs> so I, I started off in IT uh, in education. So I was uh, an IT admin for a secondary school here in the UK. Um <clears throat> and we didn't have Wi-Fi at our school. Everything was cabled in. Um this was a long time ago though. And um and then so that from nineteen forty two. Eh, nineteen forty
2: two. Nine forty two. When
1: when would it have been? It would have been two thousand. Four, two thousand five, something like that. That
3: was 15, That was fourteen. <clears throat> nice.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Good. Cheers. Thanks for. Ryan that. was thirteen actually. Cause <laughs> Ryan's younger than me.
2: Nice. How do you know? What's oh. inside, counted the rings. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. So uh, from there, I, basically, I started to integrate Apple devices into a Windows network. So. I went to go and work for Apple to do to do that with Apple for their business customers, um, and then I went to work for a an IT consultancy in London, where I where I was looking after their kind of Apple side of their business, um, and then we had our first kid, and my wife was like, "Hey, I'm moving back to the Southwest. You can come if you want to." Um, so, so I thought, "Yeah, right. Yeah, I'll probably probably do that." Um, and so I set up my own business in the Southwest doing Apple stuff um but we we kept we kept coming up against um people complaining about the work we'd done um and actually it was nothing to do with the work we'd done it was because we were installing you know a thousand new devices into a network that couldn't handle a thousand new Apple devices. Um, And I didn't know that at the time, you know, I was just saying, well, we've done exactly here what we've done over here and it worked over here and it isn't working here. So it must be something on your end. Um, And and I just got fed up with having these conversations over and over and over again, where I'm trying to speak technical to their networking team, but not really knowing what I was doing. So I thought, right, we're going to have to start doing this Wi-Fi thing ourselves. Um, So bought Eka How almost bought ib wave but bought echohaul um started uh kind of get you know had that software started to kind of use it realized i didn't really know what i was doing with the software so booked myself onto a ecse course much like christian and ryan um Fene was my my tutor as well um and i actually did the ecse Design and the ECSE troubleshooting back to back, one week after the other. So I had Fene week one, and then Keith week two. Um, and yeah, you it's sta- great. You, start, you, you
2: started talking to us guys quite a while before that, though, didn't you? You know, we, we've got a, a UK Wi-Fi Slack channel, and you'd, you'd been a member or participant in that for a few months before that, haven't you? And, and sort of dipped your feet into it a little bit.
1: Yeah, I I think. I I don't know I can't remember what how I got onto that um I think I think I just started following people on Twitter from from memory um and then just when someone mentioned someone else on Twitter I just followed them and then followed someone else and followed and and so gradually built out that way um and I think I you know someone mentioned to me hey you know are you on the UK Slack group so I I joined that as well which was great Um, but yeah, so my, my background is heavily Apple. Everything I do is Apple. All of our customers are Apple. Um, and so Wi-Fi is new to me, but I'm loving it. I'm loving the challenge of it. I, I haven't, haven't been challenged like this for a long time, you know, especially in the Apple side of things, because I've been doing MDM since MDM was a thing. Um, and so none of that stuff kind of stretches me. You know, so having to come and learn a completely new thing has been really, really, really great. It's easy,
2: Dan, you just put a access point per room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or per He's classroom. A, yeah. Or per classroom, classroom, isn't that right? Uh,
0: so so first landlord first of the X. pub, pubcast everybody, Mr. Dan Jones. Um <laughs> so, so Devin, just in case we might get a extra listener this week, <laughs> um, who's never heard of you, can you do a brief introduction of yourself and try and keep it within a minute? Because I know there's a lot about
5: you that I'm sure you could take forever to explain, but. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so I started in earnest in technology in about 1995. Um, I you know, I started out in Novell, Microsoft, Cisco. Uh, in 2001, co-founded CWMP along with Kevin Sandlin. Um, our first three employees were named Scott. So it was Kevin, Devin, <laughs> Scott, Scott, Scott. It was very odd. Nice. I was the CEO of the CWP program for eight years until '09, <clears throat> and then um, I left uh, CWP and, uh, because we came up with a brilliant uh, business plan. Because in 2009 the economy was crashed, and and everybody abandoned ship, and whoever couldn't get a job would stay and run the company. That was our business plan. <laughs> Sounds awesome, huh? <clears throat> and so I was able to to get a position with uh, Arrowhive. I was there for four years as the chief Wi-Fi evangelist, technologist, whatever, you, some weird name position. And so I was there for four years and uh, left there, went to Airtight Networks for about 20 minutes. I mean, it was seven <laughs> months, but it felt like 20 minutes. Um, and then I uh, went to work for myself in, uh, in uh, early 2014. Um, and I've been running Divergent Dynamics ever since. Um, I'm a, I do Wi-Fi consulting and Wi-Fi teaching. I teach CWMP classes I taught um, the Echow classes for about maybe, I don't know, three or four years, and I teach the wireless adjuster classes now. Um, <clears throat> in 2016, I was called into ministry, and so I've been uh, in university, as you guys say, in university, we, we call it in college, um, but in university ever since, full-time, as well as working and, and teaching full-time as well. And so uh, I finally finished my bachelor's degree in 2018 after about three years. And then I started immediately my master's degree. And I've still got until about 2024 to finish my master's degree. It's a very long master's degree. And then after that, my PhD program until 2028. Um, And then I'm hoping, I'm hoping after that to uh, chill a little bit on Wi-Fi, maybe still do some Wi-Fi, of course, but less and do a bit more ministry work. Um, I'm 50 years old. Terrible health. Uh, trying to rectify that, by the way. Uh, I have a wife, <laughs> twin girls who are tw- almost 21. One of them's married. Um, we've got two ridiculous dogs that bark, pee, and poop too much. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> so I spend most of my time teaching Wi-Fi and learning Scripture. So my master's is in theology. My PhD will be in um, Bible exposition, which is basically uh, high-powered hermeneutics, which is interpretation. So I'll be doing exactly in ministry what I'm doing in Wi-Fi and always have done. I take a standard, which was 802.11 standard. In this case, it'll be the Bible. And then I convert that into, um, we'll, we'll call it, um, you know, it's courseware and study guides in Wi-Fi. It'll be sermons and messages and what have you, um, you know, for the the, the normal person uh, in ministry. And then I'll be doing evangelism like I did in Wi-Fi for a i don't know a dozen years evangelism i'll be doing the same thing in wi-fi so 25 year career in wi-fi tw- almost 25 years uh has been nothing for me except training i'm just taking the training wheels off and going into ministry doing exactly the same thing so it's a one-to-one translation except my standard is scripture instead of 802.11 standard
2: Devin, obviously your, your religion is a massive part of your life. Do you ever think you'll leave Wi-Fi behind, or do you think that's always going to play a key part? Because for 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 me and for most of the people we speak to, it's 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 huge, isn't it? You, you know you live. By
5: yeah. It. So here's the way I look at that. Um. So a brother got to make a living, and and so you know it's it's hard to minister to anybody if if I can't eat. Um, Paul, I also Paul, Paul made tents yeah i could make tents (laughs) Uh, Apostle paul wouldn't complain about that but i will say that it's also hard if you don't know anything you can't teach anything if you don't have anything you can't give anything and so you know if i had you know no home then i couldn't invite somebody in to stay with me that had no home right which i've done i've had foster kids and you know husbands that got divorced they had no place to go they live with me and and so prison ministry of my own, and so on, but but I believe that you know Wi-Fi provides a good living for a lot of folks, and and it has for me. And so my thinking on this is unless God does some you know something uh, where I don't need the money uh, anymore, I just don't need money anymore. I can go and do ministry without it. Um, that would be great. I got no complaints, but but I love Wi-Fi. I've always enjoyed Wi-Fi. It's not work to me. It's something I enjoy. So if I can work maybe a little bit less than, you know, full time, and then go and do ministry also, why wouldn't I just keep doing that and providing my own living while I'm able to do ministry? So I don't really see me leaving Wi-Fi anytime in the foreseeable future, but that's not to say it can't happen. I'll just say it's the likelihood is slim. Amazing. Love it. So did I make it under the one minute mark? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you've still got ten seconds left. Then carry <laughs> on. You might as well fill it. You know, <laughs> still had a timer here.
0: Just literally just counted down with my fingers and then just cut you off. I should have just muted you. <laughs> but there we go. So, um, so I guess um, we should just dive into Wi-Fi clearly for a bit. And and this is a great topic that I kind of like to engage with people. Is um, um, some of the things I've said before. About Wi-Fi is um, one of the things that we try to categorize and standardize within Redbook within WLA. And one of the things is about requirements. You know, gathering requirements because it's a, it's a, you know, you teach it, Devin, as a, an instructor within the design classes. It's very important. It's critical. I guess it's the, I think it's probably the most important part of any engineer, any architect, any designer. Um, it, you know, gather requirements first because what you do at the front as much work as you do at the front end means less work to do at the back end right but yep. one of the things i find quite interesting is that people kind of um get hung up on i guess not terminology but i guess a a, a different way of thinking and, and the example i'm going to give here is that, and i've already put this out as a tweet before is about um and and and, one word, so...
1: and, and had your hand bitten <laughs> um, I didn't. I don't get, I do But I, I guess <laughs> what I'll say is
0: that um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of um, keeping things straight and, and simple and, and not kind of have too much grey because there's a lot of grey in Wi-Fi. <clears throat> and it is requirements constraint. Yeah, yeah. My hair is very grey. I've even got like a Malin
1: straight. Mine too. Together. It's why I cut it off. Uh, I don't I have any to go grey.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Stop detracting, I'm being serious. Sorry, I'm
2: sorry. Terrible. Sorry, you can cut right. that out. You cut it out. Even though it's <laughs> I'm
0: gonna keep it in because it makes it authentic and about what we're about in the podcast. Anyway, so requirements versus constraint. Now one of the one of the things I put forward and I say this and let me know your opinion is that there are no constraints, is what I would say. Everything is a requirement. A constraint is a requirement. So when people tell me there's a budget and it's X, why you design within that? budget that's a requirement for you to design within that budget constraint it's not a constraint for you it's a constraint for them but your constraints are never requirements and that's the, the argument i actually put forward because a lot of people i think get hung up on the fact that they're sitting here trying to define a standard for example within you know the WLA standards committee trying to create you know a, a standard in the red book for example and it was a case of sometimes people are not quite sure what category Certain aspects fit whether it's it, a constraint or requirement. So, it I was saying,
2: depend on your point of view, Alan. So, as a customer, I will give you a requirement, and that requirement will be a constraint for your design.
0: No, it's a requirement for me. Always. This is the argument, and this is the stance yeah, I yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Everything that you tell me is a requirement on my part,
2: a constraint is on your part. I have no constraints. Yeah. No, my constraints my are requirements. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Same. if I say, yeah. my, I've got yeah. £10 to spend, right? That's my requirement. I it's you got it... to be less than 10 pounds. That's your design constraint. You've got to make it less than no, 10 pounds. No,
0: it's my design requirement. That's, again, again, it's a perspective. I just twist it. No, no, it's very easy to do and say, I'm going to design you a network for 10 pounds. Simple as that. And if I can't do it, I can't do it, but I would never ever turn around and say it's a constraint. And this is what I try to put the point across, but people still get hung up upon saying, well, let's categorize constraints and requirements in, in two separate columns, for example almost like a pros and cons list. And I say to people, don't do that when you're trying to gather requirements. Get the information you need from the customer, what they want, and then design to those requirements. And don't consider um, technical
1: constraints, business constraints. Quiet now, because I want to hear what Devin says. He's
5: itching, isn't he? He knows what I'm like. So just like in the wireless adjuster class, your 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 questions have either two <laughs> or three questions embedded in each one. Yes. And so he doesn't stop talking. Yeah. Your <laughs> assertions have several embedded things too, um, and so uh, first, um, I understand your perspective um, that you could move the uh, you know instead of looking at it as a pros and cons, a plus and minus, you could just put it all into one column and say you know, that's fine. They're all requirements. Um, Whether you feel like they're a constraint or not is still a requirement. Um, To me, uh, I would claim that this is a matter of semantics only unless there's a failure to communicate. In other words, what one part (laughs) is saying, the other part is not picking up um, and so that happens a lot of times—just unclear communication. Yeah. So if whether you want to convey the message as these are the requirement list, and, and some of them look like you know limitations or constraints, and some of them don't—makes um, no difference. As long as what is being um, said is being heard properly, um, then who cares which column or how many columns you have? Clear communication is the goal and so if putting it all in one column makes clear clearer communication great and if it doesn't then do it a different way you could make 15 columns as long as long as, and itemize everything differently as long as there's clear communication because what happens invariably is when the communication is broken during that that initial phase um, that that information collection communication documentation all that up front if that's communication's broken there then, then work gets done that didn't need to get done. Um, you know, goals that were never goals got, got achieved, and, yeah. and, and yet they were never goals. The outcome will not be what is expected. Um, and then, of course, somebody's gonna be doing something again, over and over again. And I, I'm actually working with a company now that's in the middle of something, and that is happening. All the stuff at the outset did not happen, and now there's work being done and redone and redone. The customer's getting frustrated. Um, and and then of course the the var is getting frustrated, going look, you know. But there was a lack of communication up front because of bad expectations of one of the contractors and the way their contracts were and all this nonsense. And so, is I just I would just assert that the answer to your question is good communication. Um, you know, it it, um, uh, it kind of solves a lot of problems later.
1: Yeah. Hey, sorry, go gone, Chris.
2: Oh, just say, I, I, I completely agree with that, and we, we have this debate quite a lot. You know, My perspective is, as a customer, I'm a customer, I employ people to do wireless for me, and I've got to be the one who sits there and judge how they do wireless and make sure they do it right. And if I said to them, you know, I said £10, for example, but, you know, NEG65 is what I want as my primary cell coverage That's a constraint. You've got to design to NEG65, but on your behalf, Ryan, but Ryan, sorry, Alan, you, you don't think that's a constraint, but that's a constraint I've given you. That's what I'm judging your design. It's
1: it's a requirement of your design.
2: It's a requirement. the
1: requirement is a constraint.
5: No, sure. It's semantics. Unless it is,
2: it's the same, it's the same way of saying different things. It's just different perspectives, which is exactly what Devin said. All
0: I'm saying is that people go around in a circle and twist themselves up because of it. And I'm saying, forget it. Don't ever consider a constraint. Just have everything as a a a requirement.
2: As a customer, I've never heard anyone refer to any of my requirements, which could be cost, design parameters, or anything like that, as a constraint. If you say it's a constraint, I'll say no, it's a requirement.
0: Fantastic. And I agree with that. You
5: know, I actually like that. I, I prefer the one column as to the two. Um, it's just that it took a little bit of fleshing out in the discussion to, con- to convince me that it was worth doing, but I think perhaps it is because... Um, you know, something that Christian just, just said, you know, if I said it's a, uh, it's a constraint, you say, no, it's a requirement. Um, constraint actually has a negative connotation as a word, right? The word itself. And so you're saying you're constraining me. So I can't do my best work. Exactly. No, that's not the case. It's you should do your best work within this list of requirements. And so if you want to, you know, go down the semantics road, probably the best way to do it is a single column, just as requirements. And, and that way, there's no negative connotation to any of the list of requirements.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I guess if you flip it and you say, "I want a car that can go 100 miles an hour," and then Alan, you show up and you say, "I've got a car; it's constrained to 100 miles an hour." I don't give a damn. It can do 100 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. I but
1: I I I do find that interesting because language does have such a big impact on. On everything you know business Wi-Fi religion faith politics whatever
5: Twitter discussions
1: yeah exactly (laughs) no it does it does it has a massive impact and and one person's interpretation of a particular word or a way of putting something can be so different from another person's right what do we call that
5: Dan hermeneutics that's the one (laughs) (laughs) hermeneutics it's the interpretation it's the science or art, if you want to call it of interpretation you know, understanding um, what the person who was doing the talking, the communicating, the writer, the speaker, reader, the or whatever it is, what did they intend? They have authorial intent. That is that they they have something they're trying to communicate, and what they're trying to communicate is what matters. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the other side of the equation, what did you hear? And, and you, as a hearer, have the um, the obligation to try to understand what the author was saying not just it meant this to me and I'm going to build this straw man and then come back at you you need to understand what the standards if it's 8 or 2, 11, mm-hmm. what did what did they mean right mm-hmm. I can't say well that's what it means to me I'll just build my equipment any old way or if you're reading the scripture oh this is what it means to me well, who cares what it means to you what did it mean to God when he wrote it that's what we care yeah, about yeah. Yeah. And so if and so you see this on the evening news right that you'll see um you know boris johnson says something and and then um and then you'll see the opposite party uh take little snippets from it and say he said this and he said that and but that means this
4: context,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah right and so the, the most two the two most important things here are authorial intent and context don't take things out of context keep it in context and what did the person who did the saying actually mean by it mm-hmm. and so it's incumbent upon or it, it's the yeah it's incumbent upon the the uh the listener or the reader to get what the author said sure not just to make up some crap that they think he said
1: <laughs> so Devin, i'm gonna go there wlpc you you tweeted something <laughs> right and i and I'm not, I'm not doing this to stir the pot i'm not doing this to upset
5: anyone oh, come I'm on you're
2: on. <laughs> but, but, what the, happened? Just, 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 Dan, just before that, right? Let, 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 we, we've had this debate before, right? We've had this discussion before. It's probably not been recorded about interpretation of conversation and stuff like that over Twitter, over yeah. Slack, over whatever, you know. Yeah. It, it, how you type things, how you say things to one person and another person mean completely different things. And there's simple things like, if you put a full stop on the end of the sentence, people think you have been you know, quite cut. stern, and you've been quite cut, yeah, and you've yeah. been sarcastic or whatever. And you know how you how you talk over an over a computer is different to how you talk in person because people understand things. And really I things use capital words.
1: letters <laughs> and lots of exclamation marks
2: and a lot of spelling mistakes. Alan, did you get a school?
0: No, it's just but, but spell that... checker doesn't work for me properly when I'm using my thumbs. It's
2: American
1: English. <laughs> <laughs> so I. But I, devin i don't bring it up to 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 do any of that i i i i want to find out your your intent
0: would you want to give a background yeah, I mean, should we give I a background think, first I, what happened? I think i
1: kn- i think i know your intent right so so set so, the
0: scene first as to what went okay. on because it
1: so devin you 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 do that
5: sure uh we were at w l p c uh twenty twenty and uh, you know, it was a it was a really good conference. Keith does a great job with his conferences, and um, and so um, I was I was sitting with Kimberly Graves, and I I believe we were sitting in the um, uh, the Meta Geek uh, kind of micro conference. You know, they had a like a meeting or what have you. Um, listening uh, to Ryan uh, show off some new features, and I love those guys. We were just sitting there chatting, and and something got tweeted. Um, it was um, you know a picture. Of women and they called it women in wireless from WLPc twenty twenty. Then it had a whole bunch of pictures, or I'm sorry, a, a picture of a whole bunch of uh, ladies uh, that were at the conference. Um, certainly, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, but you know, as far as you know, taking a picture together, even the tweet, there's nothing wrong with the tweet itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, you know, I discussed it with Kimberly first. I said, you know, what do you think about this? And, you know, here's my thoughts. And she said, yeah, I agree with that. And, and so I decided to respond. And so, um, you know, while I don't feel there's anything wrong with the, the picture or the tweet or any of that, my caution was, um, is that sometimes, um, you know, what the listening audience perceives is not what you intend. And so in other words, their author, uh, authorial intent may be, you know, Hey, um, we're all like a big family and, and, um, you know, we just want to you know say that we're you know proud to be together. There's not a thing wrong with that in the world. Um, but my response was, um, about um, that the message that they send may not be received just the way that they had hoped. In other words, a lot of people uh, like to take uh, what you say and either take it out of context or take what it means to them and spin mm-hmm. it around and then, mm-hmm build a straw man out of it and attack the straw man. And, and it kind of ironically uh, that's what happened following the tweet. While I don't know that the tweet itself produced that um, what happened afterwards did. So uh, I was simply pointing out that there's a possibility um, that their intended message is not going to be what's received. Now, my rationale uh, behind that is that, you know, some hiring managers may perceive um, you know, those who, if they say that we're women engineers and not just engineers or we're black engineers not just engineers Mm -hmm. or we're um you know i don't know australian engineers not just engineers it doesn't matter what the preceding adjective is that puts them in a different class and Mm -hmm. so it's this class of engineer that class of engineer so that that's what the tweet said now i'm not saying that was their tent it may not have been their tent i'm just saying that a lot of people could read it this way and here's why um, I responded is because if a hiring manager saw that, um, they may look at that and say, Well, these are self in, you know, self-important, entitled, you know, they identify as women first and then engineers second. And this could actually do harm to the group. Now there in that group of of ladies that were in that picture, a lot of those are my friends. And so in fact, some of them have been on site with me working on projects. And, and quite a few of them actually. And I have put my name on the line and made phone calls to help their careers. And they have done an exceptional job in their careers. And I want to see them continue to go forward. And in fact, the, the literally the week before the conference, I had made phone calls for one of those engineers and to help get her a really good job that she wanted. And she she's a great engineer. And so my hope is, is that by if they they self-segregate in this way or they self-identify as women engineers rather than just engineers or women in technology rather than just people in technology there's nothing wrong with that as a friend group but if they put it out there in a way that is received by a hiring manager here's what could happen a hiring manager could say well i got this open position and i've got you know i've got five candidates but one of these candidates was identifying as a woman engineer not just as an engineer so maybe this company has problems with morale, maybe this company has problems with, um, uh, you know, feminism or some other radical agenda. Um, And they just don't want this to be a legal issue or a morale issue or to affect the manager, him or herself. And so they might pass over, very quietly, pass over this, this very, you know, skilled engineer that is a woman simply because they saw them identifying in this way. and. And this is, it's like a self-segregation. If you had a group there that says, you know, we are, um, you know, just, um, I don't know, Nigerian engineers. You're, you're putting the Nigerian before the engineer. You're saying, I so identify with this that, that this makes me special. Don't treat me equal. Treat me special. Now, they may not have meant this. And I hope they didn't. And I'm sure they didn't. But some people could perceive it this way. Devin, I've got a, a few things.
2: Not questions, not... Right, so first thing, um, I guess Twitter, obviously, you've got a, a small number of words, letters, whatever, characters you're allowed. To. It's probably not the right medium to sort of convey this, because the context you put it in makes sense. You know, yeah. you, you try to you try to say that engineers are engineers, no matter what sex, what no matter what race, no matter what religion. If you're good at your job, you can do your job. That's perfect, and I, I've I've always said, you know, people. I, I don't know about uh, in the US, but in the UK, people always say, "Don't punch a woman." I was just, I just say, "Don't punch people," you know. Don't, yeah. don't <laughs> hit somebody it doesn't, it doesn't matter if the female or not. Just don't yeah. hit them. And, like, unless, they're unless they're being a dick. Unless they're being a dick, right? If somebody's yeah. upsetting you, if somebody wants to, if, if you get hit, hit them back. I don't care. <laughs> but it's nothing to do with the sex, religion, race, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I I don't really care about that. But. At the same time, it's almost like Twitter's probably the wrong yeah, sure, sure. medium to, to give that context.
5: Sure. So, you know, it's it's hard to, you know, you read a tweet and then you post a blog about it. I mean, you imagine how many blogs you would write. Yeah. Um, so It's it's a micro blogging platform. Uh, but to continue, you know, my goal is to help both women and men in technology. Always has yeah. been, you know, before I even got into Wi-Fi. I was teaching free routing and Cisco, you know, Cisco routing and switching classes at the public library, and even in my home when the library was closed. There were there were women and men in every single class every time. Uh, some of the women and uh, and men that I've I've taught have become directors and VPs and CEOs. Um, you know, I don't have any bias against women, as I was accused uh, of doing, or men, or Sasquatch. I don't I don't care you know, if, if you're covered in hair and you're nine feet tall. I don't care. Um, Michael, that. That. Oh, one, more. <laughs> one, more. one more.
1: Covered in hair and five foot tall is me. So. <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, I read through those tweets, Devin, and to be honest, right, I completely understand where you're coming from. And what you were saying, I completely agree with, and is that you shouldn't have to... In a conference like that at WLPC, we're all there. There's people who enjoy Wi-Fi, work with Wi-Fi. And why can't we just be people like that? By saying that you are the women in Wi-Fi, to be honest, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, it. I think it opens up for more discrimination, more than anything else, because you
5: are... Uh, it does. This Whether you're talking about a... An idea like feminism or racism or any other isms, it opens up the um, uh, the door for discrimination of some kind. And so, all just.
2: Don't don't you think that you should be be proud of being a minority? So, I mean, a a good example is today uh, Ross Davidson got uh, announced as a Cwne, right? And that I think that's the third Scottish Cwne, and you know, a lot of people in Scotland. I'm proud of that. They love that. They think, oh, there's three of us, you know, where the Scottish CW&Es? And if there were pictures saying, you know, the Scottish C D W es or the Scottish people going to cw or what, you know, hold your hands up. You've got to be proud of that. You know, there's, there's you're a minority. You've done something that's quite incredible, being a CW&E, and I'm not. Dan's not. Ryan's not. You and Alan are. You've got to be proud of that, haven't you? So, you know, I guess
5: don't, don't I'm just wondering what the question is. Yeah, where you going? Where you where is, going with
0: this drunken bum?
2: Don't shut people down for for being proud of who they are. I guess is the, no. Is I, don't, sort of the I don't think yeah. you should
5: shut people down uh, to for being proud of who they are either. And you know, and I have no problem with nationalism either. So if you're proud to be, what's well, his Scottish. <laughs> you know regardless of what country you should be proud to be part of your country unless of course it's a dictatorship and it's you know it's a you know a psychotic person at the head or something i don't know But, but if you get it wireless yeah right well but uh, well, here's
0: the thing right when just to kind of jump in quickly that the way we perceive this and this is a completely british way of viewing it that we talked about it and we were like what the hell is going on and what yeah. we it wasn't the fact that what was said, because there was nothing wrong with what was said, and there was nothing wrong with what the picture was. No one in no one saved. no one in Britain give a shit. Let's be honest. We we didn't care whether it was it women in Wi-Fi or not. It it didn't matter to us. We didn't make it. In, we didn't make it into anything. But the problem was was that when an opinion was put in, and then there was a counter opinion. That's when you know it's good debate and it's good engagement, good conversation. But then it it just went on. A different. Because
2: it's the wrong platform. It went
0: on a different tangent. There were people that got involved and yeah. saw it as something that it just. Gen, I just genuinely didn't think it was because I. Because we. That of the but at the same platform. token, it was kind of ridiculous that it got to that point where you know there was no amicable kind of conclusion to say look this is just a perception and an opinion of one person and the person who i felt the most sorry for wasn't you devon it was kimberly because kimberly actually had an opinion about and and she said this on my own amas to say look i'm an engineer i'm not a woman in wi-fi i'm an engineer in wi-fi and you know and and she she said look you know the perception that you women put out and she didn't want to be part of the photograph it's her it's her you know decision and then she she got she shouldn't be persecuted for that. And I felt that was unfair. But like I say, I, I think it just continued and continued and continued. And I believe that we didn't conduct ourselves
5: in the community appropriately, professionally. That's right. Yeah. And I finished laying out what happened in response to my message. You know, I, I just tweeted once and and hell broke loose. So, um, you know, how, how was my message received? Well, some of the, the ladies in the picture... Um, you know, presented in what I believe are reasonable responses, both publicly and privately. Some of them did. You know, they they were they were fair, they were reasonable, they were agreeable. Uh, some some of the folks agreed with me. Some did not. Kimberly agreed with me. Um, so did a couple more. But uh, some of them privately were trying to play peacemaker, and and some were you know disagreeing. And and so, in a nutshell, some of the conversations were civil and kind. Um, In contrast some of the the ladies in the picture presented what I think are irrational and accusatory responses Um, They were putting words in my mouth that I never said they were you know saying, you know, you did this you said that I'm like I I didn't actually and they even went one of them We even went so far as to write a blog called the three gates of speech and I'm (laughs) like really and so I would recommend that anybody that's taken the time to write a blog like that actually learn a little bit about hermeneutics, that those proper interpretation principles we just talked about, um, you know, especially about authorial intent and context. Um, some people like to spin what other people say into a straw man, like I mentioned before, and um, it's, it's not what they actually said. It's what mm-hmm. they put words in their mouth and then they attack those things that they didn't actually say. This is inflammatory. It's divisive. It's inexcusable, in my opinion. We see it every day on the news. Um, you know, I, I ended up um, a block blocking all of those folks that uh, that were, I will say, attacking me. It was kind of like fake news. Um, they were just, you know, saying very unkind things. So I just blocked them. I don't want to have those conversations at all. Um, worse, like you said, worst of all, they went after Kimberly because she didn't support their agenda. Um, And so I even had to block people who were attacking her. But speaking of Kimberly, I mean, I greatly respect her as a person and as an engineer. I mean, she and I have been in this industry together for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I consider her a very dear friend. She's smart, she's rational, she's reasonable. Even when she's angry, she's reasonable, which is, you know, that's pretty cool in my estimation. Right? And she's a rational, reasonable thinking person. And, and so she agreed with my position completely, and I agreed with hers, um, and, and we did so uh, to each other's position publicly and very quickly. S- some of the ladies in the photo just went sideways on her, and I can't count how many uh, ladies that I've, I know personally that Kimberly has helped over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it even went so far, and this is probably things you don't know, went so far as after this big spat on Twitter, um some people within Kimberly's company, well, I'm just gonna label them feminist. That's just my label, it wasn't hers. Um, but they just came after her, threatened her job if she didn't just shut it down. I mean, that's just wrong. But um, but you know, she was, you know, she did what she had to do and and uh but it's you know, I'm fortunate in that I work for myself and mm-hmm. I avoided the kind of a need to lecture my manager on the freedom of speech, which I've had to do before. It always ended up in me getting fired. Um, But I at least got to avoid that. But Kimberly actually said in in a tweet, and I just, you know, wrote it down just because it it really impacted me. She said, indeed, 25 plus years in Wi-Fi, and I've never been attacked for my own choices and opinions with such hatred and animosity as I have been here. This speaks uh, volumes about their character, very poor Mm -hmm. representation of women in technology. I'll continue to support and mentor my way. I agree with her 100%. So after, you know, blocking a few of the ranters and and you know it didn't stop there. I thought surely we're done. Oh no, because then of course um, you know came the attacks from the men. If you can believe it, <laughs> um, they were they were starting to say some pretty nasty things publicly and even privately. And and I'm like, you didn't read the conversation. If you think that this is true, you know, I, and, I, and I offered. I said, if you want to speak to my wife and my daughters. And, and talk about how I treat women and how I think about women, you know, whether you're talking first Peter three or, you know, Ephesians five, there's a bunch of verses in the Bible that talk about honoring uh, your husband, your wife mm-hmm. um, and how to treat your children. You know, if they want to speak to my family and say, you know, I think Devin is a jerk and he hates women. Okay. Why don't you come and speak to some of the women in my life and see if your assumptions are true? Um, you know, my, my wonder is, is if they could attack me in public this way, how do they treat their own families? We talked about the, that at the beginning. If you can say something nasty in public, you'll say something nastier in private to people that you're closer to because your guard's down, the filter's mm-hmm. down, and things like this. So, um, you know, then of course, um, you know, after the guys, the male buddies and all those guys came at me, then, then it got bad. That's when you think, okay, surely this is over. Oh no, no, it had only begun. <laughs> So now, people calling themselves Christians, this is where it just started to hurt. Um, they came and said, you know, you were being unchristian, you were attacking women, and, and I was like, hold up. And, and so um, we had to have some pretty pointed conversations privately about things like this, um, you know, and, I, and I, I would say to them publicly, you know, after they learn how to read, And after they learn how to think for themselves and after they spend some time actually reading the Bible, instead of, you know, just assuming it says this or that actually understanding what it says about how to treat people, um, maybe they'd be surprised to learn that it says some things they don't think it does and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, after I responded to each of these people, not one of them wanted to debate my position, uh, theologically or otherwise. And so I'm still happy to do that. And, you know, in kind of a, my, my summary statement in all this would be, I wouldn't change a word. I wouldn't change one thing I said. I stand by all of it. And, and so I think my motivations were pure. They were to be helpful. Um, the words I said were right. Um, they were taking my words out of context. They were coming after me and my friends for no reason whatsoever other than their agenda, whatever that happened to have been. Um, I still want to help. I still want to help males, females, and um, Sasquatch. I don't care, um, you know? Uh my goal's always been to honor men and women both in technology and to help them in, not just in technology, but in any part of my life. And my record in this industry proves that. Mm. Um, you know, I will I would ask, how many women CW and E's would there be if there were no CWNP program? Yeah. any other extremely controversial things from my life you want to dig
0: into well yeah I, i mean i guess for the record for people that might be listening and might not be listening it's like um for for people that might misconstrue the purpose, it's not a Devon platform. It's not here for you to put your point across. We would welcome people to come on this pub, post, pub, absolutely. podcast a, can podcast show absolutely. and counteract yeah. the arguments Devon's put before him for the uh. well, you know, give me your perspective on the women in Wi Fi Twitter storm, you know? If you wanna let us know what how you perceived it, then we're an open platform and we're happy to discuss this because we don't see any subject being taboo. And and we, to be fair, we've discussed this. (laughs) uh, We've discussed this, and we and we think that you know. (laughs) Yeah, but we think there's a lot of there's a lot of subjects that people are like "Mm, not quite sure we want to encroach on there. But I'll be honest with you, they need to be talked about, they need to be discussed, and and we need to have them out in the open, and we need people not to be afraid to to put their opinion across for fear of how they perceived.
1: and to have it and to have it outside of Twitter. Absolutely, you know, as as great as Twitter is, yeah, you are you are constrained by Having to type something or required, where you, yeah, all required <laughs> to type something where things what? can be taken out of context, it's, it's always so much better. We've said it on this show before, it, it's always so much better when you can have a conversation with someone, yeah. Talking this through with
2: this is this is this is my main thing, right? You can read things on Twitter, Slack, blogs, you know, it didn't matter where you read it, you know, the context is completely lost. One person could. You know, you might think, oh, this is a joke. This is fun. This is how people want to read things. And they sit down and read it and go, oh, what a dickhead. I don't know. You
5: don't mean, you he don't he want to insult them. You know, you've got imagine, to get the context. Imagine the the Apostle Paul trying to write the Book of Romans in 280 characters. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. I think it's just me, me and you on that, Devin.
5: <laughs> okay, sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: But the the context
2: is really important and, and the context can change no matter, you know, whatever punctuation you use, no matter what digits you use, people understand it differently. But and also that it depends it,
0: on the person's mood as well, how they're reading it. What, you know, they could oh, they could misread yeah. something that can be like completely innocent and then just because they're
5: pissed. One helpful hint here is that when somebody says something that you very much disagree with or it strikes you the wrong way, Probably the best way, especially if this person is somebody in the industry that you probably are going to bump into, not some politician of a foreign country. I'm talking about somebody you could actually engage with in some way. Um, instead of taking, um, you know, presupposing you understand what they, they meant, um, right? That's the authorial intent, what they meant to say. Instead of presupposing that you have that all figured out, maybe you could ask for clarification.
4: Um, I I did this- yeah,
5: yeah. yeah. I did this the other day with, uh, um, I believe it was uh, Ryan Wooding's wife As a um, uh, uh, a city council member, pro tem in um, uh, Boise, Idaho, I think it is. And she tweeted something that sounded an awful lot like she was suggesting that neighbors turn in neighbors and uh, over violations of city ordinances. It sounded like that to me. And and so I just simply asked for clarification. I'm like, is this what you're saying? Oh, Because that, that would be bad. And 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 she clarified sort of and uh, i didn't want to cause a you know a twitter storm over something that really does not impact me at all i just want clarification so if somebody says something that really rubs you the wrong way you could always just ask did you mean this because if you did this could be the outcome or impact of that so can you clarify this for me just just there's nothing wrong with it just send them a the middle of
0: finger emoji that's the best response <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but uh, i guess you know, if you disagree with people, like culturally, I think the, the US guys and the UK guys are very different. And we, we talk to each other sarcastically pretty much all the time. <laughs> and in the US, no. a lot of guys in the US don't understand that. And we, we say mean things to each other, you know, we're joking, we're having a laugh. And, you know, if I if I call Alan a knobhead, you don't bite an eyelid. But if I called you one, you might be a bit upset about no, that. Get, I and, get upset you know,
0: when you call me a knobhead. I, I cry myself to sleep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know there's, there's there's difference it's not just between neighbors it's culturally it's you know how you yeah. talk how you communicate and stuff like that and the only way to iron that out is by actually speaking to someone and i think that's one of the important things sort of i picked up in conversation with these guys who are in different uh counties in the uk and sort of interpret how i am differently or how writing is differently compared to these
5: two let so think. Funny is <laughs> <the> <laughs> Americans don't even understand your insults sometimes. You say that's oh, the best, that's the best we, bit. That's the best bit. They insults. don't even know what that that's means. Exactly.
0: But that's that's that's, that's
5: that's the thing that we we're a genius at. We can throw it in there, and you be like,
4: um,
5: and then Americans will use will use terms um, uh, that you know. You guys, you know, call a, a cigarette a fag, right? Or a lot of times, <laughs> a slang. Yeah. That term in America is <laughs> not so good, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's the
2: thing is right. It's not in the UK in their own context. We right. we, we could say it in the same way as you guys being in America, but it's all about context, isn't it? And exactly. yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Authority yeah.
5: context. Very important. And what you're talking yeah. about, who you're talking to. You know, when we have those barriers, it's not just US, UK. Yeah. It's men and it's, women. It's yeah. black and white. It's, it's you know, Indian and Asian. It could be any yeah. kind of barrier. Yeah. It could be young and old. Exactly. And, and that's sort of the
2: The point I've I've always tried to put across is, you know, you can lose context. You should be proud of who you are, but that shouldn't be a differentiator. You should be uh, be proud of who you are, but it's not important in the context of this conversation or this conversation. It's important if you're debating who you are, but it's, it's just do what you want to do.
5: Just be who you want to be. Yeah. Yeah, I love it.
0: Completely agree. but um,
5: so, Do you guys ever discuss anything technical on this podcast?
0: No, not really. I mean, hmm, a roving reporter wants to um, ask a question.
5: I do. I'm sorry, so, Ryan.
2: You've got comms, comms <laughs> issues. Sorry. The satellite phone. Hold one, it close to your face. Get the right MCS. <laughs> I've
3: got one question for you, Devin. Sure. You were at Extreme Networks. Um, It seemed like everything was going well, and certainly during the time that you were there, there was a lot of good stuff coming out. But then you left. Are you able to explain why or or what? What (laughs) happened to why you
5: left? Or just... Women kind of go on your own. You guys just dig deep, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're in a pub now. That last topic is nothing compared to this one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to answer it, it's absolutely fine. If you can't, no,
5: no he does. He that wants to
2: answer it. <laughs> one more question before Have you ever worked how left?
5: <laughs> Did my video freeze? Oh, yeah, your video It's frozen. Okay. Brilliant, it's a great picture, though. The, <laughs> it is, it's a great yeah. picture of you. Oh, oh, let,
2: me,
0: let me see if I can I'm screenshot that. it It's
2: brilliant. Let me just it get is... rid of
0: that. Oh, no. No, I missed it. Dan, did you get it? I got yeah. it. you back. You're back. Get back, get back. Uh, Devin, you
5: need to see the um, screenshot. It's brilliant. So, <laughs> so I want to put it in context. Context here is very important. Um, you know, little snippets would actually misrepresent what happened. So go back to 2018. At mid, middle of the year um, my my father-in-law died we' were on vacation we actually were on vacation we were uh, we were on a mission trip and and so on the way back you know everybody's crying all the way home and and you know hysterical and and I'm checking my calendar seeing if I can maybe clear something for the next week and notice that I didn't have anything the next week or the next week or the next week or any weeks. I was so used to having a three to four month backlog that I took it for granted. And suddenly I didn't have anything at all. And I didn't realize that work was going down like that. I was like, dang, this sucks. And so I don't know you know, if it was just the economy or just a lull in my schedule, I don't know what it was. But so anyway, my best customer for almost four years had been Extreme Networks. Um, they treat me great. Um, they, they, I do training for them, consulting for them. I love them. I mean, even today, I think the world of them, I promote them. I help them any way I can that, you know, I've got nothing but love for extreme networks. And so, um, so anyway, um, things were, you know, getting tight around the Aiken household. And I called up my main contact, my, my handler, my liaison, whatever you call them. I called him up and I said, Hey man, um, so, Um, you know, I do an awful lot of work for you guys. It might be cheaper if you just hire me. And he said, Well, if I'd have known you wanted to, you know, work here, I'd have hired you two years ago. I'm like, Does that mean you'll hire me? And he goes, (laughs) Yes. And so, so, uh, uh, in fact, he did a quite a big kindness. Um, he said, Do you have enough work to, you know, give me time to move the chess pieces around? I can't just hire you today. And I said, Um, I said, Not really and he said, "Well, I'll throw you a couple more classes to kind of prop you up until we can hire you." I'm like, "Holy smokes." I mean, he it was a huge kindness. I will you, you got to give him that. Now he ended up being my manager and fired me later, but I already knew that was coming um because I told him going in, I said, "You'll fire me within a year." And he said, "That's ridiculous." <laughs> I said, "You don't know me yet." Um I said, "Just get to know me, then you'll fire me." And and he's like, "Come on, that can't be that bad." And so uh so anyway, he he hires me uh, later in the year, 2018 in December. Life's good. You know, everybody extremes all excited. I'm excited. We went out and kicked some serious amounts of butt for about six months. During that six months, my job was on the line about four times as I remember it, because of Twitter and only <laughs> because of Twitter. Um at first, they told me, you know, um, you know, just you know, make sure it says that it's your tweets, nothing to do with the company, because you're very controversial. I said that's fair, happy to do it. And then it was, hey, you just really need to stop tweeting about this and this and this. And then there were actually people in the industry, kid you not, that tweeted, oh, if if you hire Devin, uh, we're going to rip all of your stuff out of our networks. Not kidding. That went straight mm-hmm. to our exec team, which came down on my boss's head. Um, which obviously he didn't want to fire me. He was trying to protect me and, but it didn't look good for me and I didn't do anything. And so, so this went on and on. And, uh, and then um, I, uh, I did, a we went to a big conference and all this for the company and I did some presentations on 11AX and apparently some exec team members got word that I was saying stuff like don't buy 11AX. And I'm like, I didn't say that. Here's my presentation. You can see, and it's recorded and you can watch. And, and so anyway, I was on the bad boys list, apparently, and uh, I guess my boss got tired of trying to protect me from the people above him, and they, they bought Arrowhive, which was a brilliant move. They bought it for a song, which sucked because I was a major stockholder in Arrowhive, um, but it was a brilliant move for the technology and the people and the strategy. I think it was great. So, of course, as soon as I heard this was going to happen, I'm like, this is going to be great. David Coleman and me are going to go kick some serious butt together. And, and you know, I know the Arahide story. I know the technology really well. And I thought this is going to be the greatest thing that's happened to me in my career. And a couple of days later, I was let go in a, you know how when companies come together, you know, one buys the other. you you lay off people on one side and the other to make, you know, you put this person here and you move this person out and they did all of that and they let me go. And so as part of that, now me being let go was more of a kindness than it was of being them being mean to me because I got a, you know, a a reasonable severance package in this. It wasn't great, but it was good. And so um, it was a, it was a kindness but it, I got let go for political reasons, not because I wasn't making the company money, because I actually had the proof of how much money I'd made the company in, in the seven months I was there, and it was extraordinarily high. So, um, so what was very interesting was actually what happened after that. Um, so they let me go, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get my company restarted. And the, the field teams at Extreme were not happy that I got let go because we were in the middle of a bunch of very large deals, right? They were, we're trying to close big deals. And here the evangelist, the evangelist gets canned and I'm in the middle of all these deals. It's kind of like I'm the influencer. And, and so, um, they said, Hey, can you come work for us as a contractor because we really have to finish closing these deals. (laughs) And so they just started hiring me literally out of their pockets. Um, they just started hiring me to finish closing these deals and to do professional services, and it really was like I got moved out of the company, and yet Extreme become, became my number one customer again instantly. So I still do training for them, and I still do um, consulting for them. I appreciate them so much, and you know love the products, especially the Arrowhead products. I'm a big fan of Arrowhead products myself. I, there's several vendor stuff I like, granted, but they're definitely among them, and and so. Uh, it's been—it was a little bit of a bumpy ride for seven or eight months. But you know what? It—it it started well. It ended well. They treated me right in the beginning. They treated me right in the end. I have nothing negative to say whatsoever. It was just a bunch of bumpy road. You know, it's a bumpy road, but I knew that. That's—that's that's my right. life. Reminds me, Dan. <laughs> that that,
3: that Dan. was an awesome. That, that's awesome. I was hoping there was going to be some sort of like assassination attempt thing where that's.
5: You know what was cool is all these field team guys, the SEs, the AEs, these guys were like, hey, can we just pay you via PayPal? Because we really need you to come in and get us into this deal. And and I'm like, (laughs) it's almost clandestine now. You know, we want to pull Devin in under the radar. And but, you know, they helped me make a living until I could get the company going again. And I, I mean, these are just regular people, right? SEs, AEs, they're just regular folks trying to make a living, but they, they appreciated the work I did. And I certainly appreciated what they did. And we just kept trying to help each other, even though I was an employee and it worked out super good. So, um, you know, I got nothing but love. Have you ever dealt with A02 to 11 A-H? AH? AH, who cares about that? How about, how about something very Wi-Fi related like POE? Yeah, <laughs> not to do Wi-Fi's wire. Oh, you guys must not have been keeping up on the Poe discussions. That's power, then. power,
3: power,
5: yeah. Power, yeah. For
0: power, then. power over. That's the switching guys. <laughs> power <laughs> over <laughs> Earth.
2: That's what we call it. Power yeah. over Earth. To be honest with you, we 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 do we do try keep a little bit of technical conversation in these in these. But you know, we don't often have guests. You're our first guest who's been recorded and published.
0: But it's just a new thing we're doing. We're doing a new yeah. thing now where we're, <laughs> I mean, bring, when we're, we're de- bringing on more people to actually bring up the technical content, even though we've not talked about anything technical, to be fair. We've just literally decided to probe into like you know, the political <laughs> world of Devin.
2: <laughs> okay. So, Devin, Devin, if you want to go there, right, so a couple of years ago, I think it was probably 2018, you did a... a you went on a tour around the States and talking about what 802.11ax isn't. So... From what I understand, 80211 AX is efficient, or more efficient than previous generations. Um, theoretically, you
5: know, you, what was that? Theoretically,
2: theoretically, yeah, yeah. You you get you know BSS coloring, you know fixing the old uh, uh, contention Everyone's OBSS problem. You got
0: what? it's it's fixed. Trying to fix OBSS That's what BSS coloring is trying to right. do. Yeah.
2: I won't listen then. You know, you got OFDMA, yeah. you know, uh, the access point controls who talks. <laughs> People that talk in the one. Right, and um we'll see the target weight time, that's a big one for uh IoT.
5: No not really.
2: Um, ah, <laughs> go on.
5: You know colouring, total BS. Not BSS. It's it's i S. <laughs> um, I've got
2: I've got one AX access point up here, but it's it's a colour.
5: Yeah, so it's it's yeah, it's a colour. Um and and so Coloring won't be useful until we get to six gigahertz. Um, why? Because the better coloring works for 11AX clients, the more impact, negative impact it has on everything it doesn't understand it. Yeah. And how many, cl- you know, what's the percentage of AX clients to everything else? You know, down. Yeah, the, the number of AX clients is minuscule. So if you really help these minuscule number of clients, you screw everybody else with co-channel interference. Well,
1: not not so much in my networks, because I've just got loads of brand new iPhones <laughs> in all my networks.
5: <laughs> but yeah, for everyone else, sure. Yeah. So <laughs> so coloring, it's a it's a non-starter for five gigahertz. Um, you know, TWT, um, it could be, it could have an impact, um, if, if you could ever get clients to support it and, and, you know, in the drivers, uh, in IOT. But right now, a lot of IOT devices are still 11B, G and, and N and stuff like this, right? And how many are we talking? We're talking millions of those and they don't support TWT. And so we'd have to replace all these clients to have you know the support of it. So could we but, have it? We could, but we don't.
2: But we're still we're still on sort of the on the tip of the wave of IoT, aren't we? We're not we're not fully down. We don't have IoT everywhere. It's getting there. Right. It's, it's so cool. if you want to go so,
5: forward ten years, you'll be twenty percent into it. But and so
2: target wait time surely is the right step forward for IoT, yes. especially with the two point five gigahertz support because that's cheap. You can make it cheap for cheap. Do it is. Need.
5: In it's a step in the right direction. It will take. Uh, Multiple decades for us to get to a point where it matters. Um, The problem is is the theory versus the, the practical implementation is so far apart that people forget about there's anywhere from 10 to 20 years in this gap. It takes about 25 years to get rid of a physical layer. I mean, how old is 11A and B? That was 1999, that's 21 years ago. And there are still 11 A and B clients out there. So if we give them another four or five years, they mostly disappear. That's 25 years for a physical layer. So when we introduce new physical layers, the legacy physical layers stay there forever and ever, at least two decades. And whatever impact that the new ones have, it is negated because of backwards compatibility for 20 plus years. And so, you know, the vendors are out there, rah, rah, buy our new stuff. You know, it's new efficiency. It's new protocols. It's new. It's new. It's new. Sure. All that's true, but you won't be able to take advantage of it to any meaningful level for two decades. So So who cares? So so here's a question, right? So me
1: coming from an Apple background where Apple just go, no, we're not doing that anymore. Oh, oh, you want removable disks? We're not doing that anymore. Oh, you want USB-A? we're not doing that anymore. Like, is it just that there isn't a vendor who's ballsy enough to stand up and say, yeah, we're not going to do backwards compatibility.
5: No, it's not that at all. Uh, So the reason that the IEEE and the Wi-Fi Alliance both mandate, it's not a request, it's a mandate backwards compatibility um, is uh, the global economy. Now you, you don't think I'm overstating and I'll explain. So, Imagine if you will, we'll start small and we'll build. Imagine if you will, that why you took your Wi-Fi out of your house, you just mm-hmm. said, does, oh, Wi-Fi had a good social run. Distancing. <laughs> <laughs> right? right. So no Wi-Fi in your house, period. If you have children, um, they will murder you in your sleep. And so <laughs> my, my kids are almost 21 and they're both in university. Um, my, my son-in-law's in university. I'm in university. My wife does all this Casa work and stuff like that. And so, uh, so you're talking about five people on the internet 24 seven and, and, uh, literally it's around the clock and there is no maintenance windows in my home. I, I if I take something down, somebody <laughs> freaks out. And so I have two internet service providers so I can, you know, I can have a maintenance window. So anyway, um, that's your home. If you go to a small business and the Wi-Fi goes out, they lose money. They piss off customers, et cetera. Right. Uh, no Wi-Fi. and and people lose their minds then you go to a medium-sized business medical clinics to um you know even get up into the manufacturing plants warehouses and small hospitals no wi-fi are you kidding then all the systems have to be wired uh that ain't happening and and so so if wi-fi broke let's say that you said no more backwards compatibility Mm -hmm. you have to buy all new clients all new infrastructure it Mm -hmm. breaks the backwards compatibility nobody buys the new thing why? Because they can't buy all the old stuff. There's too many of them, right? So what happens then is as soon as you break the backwards compatibility, on um, all of the income that's associated with that, all the conveniences, all of the processes break. And when they break, that means money. And that mean, if, if income breaks, tax money breaks. And so no income, no tax money, mm-hmm. as we're seeing in this pandemic problem. And so now you have this issue of, just because we decided on this protocol issue suddenly no wi-fi in the home none in the small business none in the medium business none in the large business and everything grinds to a halt and they have to spend tens of millions on ethernet and some other kind of you know licensing for uh, wireless technology the world will shut down and so you cannot make a decision like that it breaks everything so
1: okay so but in my in my Circumstance and I know I'm very different to the rest of the world because I just live in this apple bubble But for instance a lot of my customers will buy the latest greatest Apple thing and they will buy it You know on a schedule same thing every year, right? So For instance apple have stopped doing wireless stuff But if apple said okay, we're going to bring out an ax non backwards compatible ap and it's going to be yes. an Apple, it's going to be an Apple AP, and it'll only work with Apple devices.
5: It's dead in the water. It's a non-starter. Nobody, nobody would buy it because that means that if if you have a mixed environment Windows, Linux, uh, custom devices, Apple, all this kind of stuff, it means all non Apple devices, sure. um, you know, can't use it. So uh, this is why the protocol. If you'll look at the the uh, the Mac header. Um, the uh, the first bit is the is the protocol type two bits It is always zero zero in the moment that you change the fundamentally change the protocol in that way it becomes zero one mm-hmm. Everything the standard itself tells you all bets are off. Nothing but will work together
2: There's the, the sort of true, two train thoughts I've got at the moment. So
5: Apple have
2: obviously gone AX except with laptops mm-hmm. and desktops you know, we will catch up, but they're waiting for a four by four chip on, I'm assuming.
1: Three by three.
2: And three by three. Who knows Wi Fi I don't. Anyway. <laughs> um and then there's uh Intel who said, you know, any laptop we produce from now on is gonna be AX.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? So you've got a, a massive wave of AX going on. Right? Great. Is I, I know in previous protocols like with N and A C it's been years before we've caught up before Clients, and even with AC Wave 2, no clients have ever got up. There's no clients who can do, bullet use Amemo in any effective way whatsoever. But with AX, you know, OFDMA, that's that's a thing you can do. You can do it. If you do it, you can do it. Why would clients, client vendors, not sort of follow that wave? And I guess at the same time, the problem is the Wi-Fi lines don't say, you've got to keep up. And vendors make the Wi-Fi Alliance. Vendors want to be compatible with every else so, that So, so wow. for instance,
1: <laughs> if, you know, I I would I would sell a shed ton of this stuff if I could say, hey, there is an AP you can buy that will work perfectly with Apple devices, and nothing else can connect to it. Right? Because now I can guarantee that your your experience with Apple kit is going to be. But you can, you
2: can. Because Apple don't bring out laptops with the same specs as the phones. Apple don't bring out Apple don't bring out Apple TVs no, with the same specs as no, the phones and the laptops. No, no, but you know, but, but, this what, this is, it.
1: but this is what I'm saying. If 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 you could have an Apple created AP that you know Apple bring out and they say, hey, this is going to work perfectly with our new phones, our new iPads, our new you might need to replace it every three years. So that you always have the most up to date, the most whatever. Do, do, do you not see that being like a massive advantage for no. people then going out and buying no. that equipment that they know is going to not have to contend, not going to have to worry about?
0: But what happens that when the non Apple device wants to connect?
1: Or what
2: happens Wait, when, when Apple able say, to I don't but want that's anybody the problem. who supports BSS coloring to connect?
0: The point is that no one wants to hamstring themselves with all this support capabilities. They don't want to have that, you know, that least capable client, yeah, to connect. It, unless you can guarantee an Apple oh, environment or a
2: more capable client.
0: Well, any the, the thing as I've always said is that I've always wondered why there's no, um, there's no, I guess, with with six gigahertz coming in Wi-Fi, you know, sexy Wi-Fi, I call it Wi-Fi sixe, right, <laughs> 6E. then. Why are we still looking at a 20 year old plus technology yeah. f- inside six gigahertz? You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about moving AX into there, but it still has a six megahertz per second preamble support, for example. Why are we not going that little bit further? Why aren't we rewriting the code for new frequency? You know, on how I guess the Wi Fi protocol performs this- within that new spectrum, because at the end of the day, the clients that were in 5 gig and 2.4 don't have to you know you know go into 6 gig with the same set of rules that the protocol demands we have an opportunity to say you know cat blank canvas let's do it you know properly from scratch let's fix the problems and the constraints that we've had with this particular protocol let's improve the physical preamble let's make it go faster let's not piss about with you know legacy modulation techniques let's actually kind of you know we know we can do much better silicon and chipsets have come a long way over 20 years so you know smaller speeds and smaller modulation techniques have always been there for reliability we get that but now we're talking about you know we don't want it well well, why don't we want it this is why i don't understand the, the mindset and the reason why i don't understand the mindset is because i'm not on the committees within the IEEE or the Wi-Fi Alliance to understand who's making these decisions, who's swaying you know, the minds of the people who make the decisions in this direction?
5: Because to me, it doesn't make any sense at all. So one thing to consider in this conversation is that infrastructure vendors and client-side vendors very, very different. Um, and I will remove a couple of, infra, or I'm sorry, client-side vendors from the conversation apple and samsung are kind of anomalies um and Mm -hmm. why i say that is because they're humongous right they have the resources to do things that other client vendors just don't have the resources to do Mm -hmm. and that is um development of drivers testing of chipsets you know a lot of what happens if you'll go to amazon and look for uh, 11ac 11ax whatever adapters especially 11ac you'll find max and and all of these other you know ven- smaller vendors how much are these adapters 20 bucks 15 bucks right one by ones two by twos etc they're drivers let's talk about that they're drivers what do they do do they support multi-user mimo probably not that's a good thing but they probably don't because nobody programmed it in because nobody wanted to but do they do things like 11 r absolutely not. Um, 11 V and K no. Um, and so you go down the list of all the things that 11 W no WPA three no. Um, and why? Because they're selling these things for 20 bucks a pop. How much profit is in that five bucks? Okay, so with, because they gotta pay for the hardware, the software development, the drivers, website, all that stuff. So they're fifteen bucks into a twenty dollar product, right? Normally there's about a seven to one ratio cost of goods to retail, mm-hmm. but they're probably making a twenty-five percent margin. And so they need to sell a gazillion of them to make a profit. But they've and- got the they've got the they've got the business model all
2: wrong. You know, you can sell anti uh, five G hundred and twenty-eight. <laughs> megabyte <laughs> usb dongle for 300 quid people buy it you know it's sold out you can look it's sold out people so, buying it
5: it's so the sticker. drivers on these things suck really bad they have no yeah. can imagine. <laughs> and and so um that's the problem you know the apples and samsung's have yeah. development resources They know, for example, something I thought what Apple did was simply brilliant. Um, I normally poke at Apple, but this I gotta give them some kudos here. Um, In their uh, iOS, they don't, at least I don't, I haven't seen it, um, they don't support multi-user MIMO. Now the chipsets do support it, but the drivers do not. Now I could be wrong about that, but I don't think I am. And so so why is this good? Uh, It's good because if they turned it on, the clients would participate in the sounding process. And if they did, the Apple clients would be at fault when the entire channel went into the toilet, mm-hmm. uh, because infrastructure vendors turn it on by default. They should turn it off by default, but they, for marketing purposes, they turn it on by default. And, and of course, if the clients support it and use it, they would use it, and that is a train wreck. And so Apple said, I'm gonna fix um, the infrastructure vendors' marketing stupid. Problem. Yes, <laughs> problem, that's right. And so, I mean, when we went to Wave 2, we had 160 megawatt channels, uh, 4x4, and multi-user MIMO. Nobody has 4 by 4 clients. N- nobody uses 160 megawatt channels. It only leaves multi-user MIMO. And multi-user MIMO is, a, is channel overload just due to sounding. And so Apple yeah. fixed their problem for them. And I thought that was a brilliant move. So we need more of these vendors that, that really take the time to build in the protocols like 11 V and K and R and W and WPA three and all those kind of things into the drivers on the client side and to do that testing to make sure the roaming's working, the compatibility's there and all of this. But, but very few vendors have the financial resources to do that. Mm. You know, the Samsung's, the Apple's do the, the Eta and those, the, they're, you know their uh, ilk, if you will. They don't, and so we end up with gobs of clients that suck. You've got industrial clients. These, cu- you'll you'll see a machine in in the medical world, like a let's say a um, MRI machine. The thing costs two million dollars, and it'll have a twenty-five cent Wi-Fi chip in it. And and you're <laughs> like, really? And yes, really. And so, well, I, go I've got a difficult question for you. And if you don't have the
2: answer, then shout out, but why do client vendors not have more involvement with 802.11? If they know what they can design and they know what they can do, why are they not at the forefront of the discussion saying I can design
5: this? Because the software development takes money, lots of money. Uh, last time I checked, driver developers are the most expensive developers of all time. Um, if yeah. you go to Silicon Valley, the infrastructure guys will literally fight over a driver guy. I'll give. You, I'll tell you a story. I was at uh, Arrow Hive early days. I was there from like after they had uh, been in business only two years. And we were a tiny little company, 28 people at the time. And we had exactly one driver developer. His name was Weezo. Um, Weezo was crazy brilliant. Um, Chinese guy. Um, and I loved. he was grumpy, good grief, this guy was grumpy, but he was, but he was just, yeah, but he was, he was super smart. And so, uh, because we only had one weasel, we were screwed if weasel left. And so every time he would try to go home, they would give him more stock options. I'm talking about home for a shower. I'm not talking about home to China. Um, And so they're like, no, no, please please don't go home he's like but i haven't seen my family in two weeks and they're like we don't care You're work in Wi-Fi. right? So i would come in at night i'd be out at corporate and i'd come in at night and and he would be leaned back in his chair you know just you know dead asleep in a chair and in the computer in front of him's got code compiling it's just it looks like the matrix and it's just <laughs> and he's just and and i, and I would walk up and i go hey weezo and he'd be like ah! you know what do you want what do you want? And, and and I'm like, hey, um, so I just wanted to ask a, a question about minimum basic rates. He's like, get out. And and and, and I'm just like, wow, he's grumpy. And because he didn't sleep. He was a single point of failure for the company. And there's, you know, there's only a there's a point where you keep handing somebody money and they go, I've got enough money. I want to see my family. I want to go exactly. to bed. Um, but that's how they they are with driver developers now. If they're if they're that way at companies who have a lot of money, your HPs and Cisco's and and extremes and, and you know bigger companies like this, and they fight over these guys. Imagine what you know. It's it's likely that the the software developers on the client side can't even get these guys mm-hmm. right. They're contract only. And in fact, if you talk to somebody like a Michael Bird who runs uh, Tamasoft, he he has con you know contractors all over the place that do that kind of thing, the driver development. But he probably doesn't have any full-time on-staff guys just sitting there writing code for drivers all the time. He probably doesn't need it, but it would cost him a fortune. And so um, these guys are expensive, and they're so very good at what they do. Are the software guys worth – the driver guys, sorry – worth more than the hardware guys? Yeah, yeah, they sure are. Um, and so it's it's not all software guys worth more than all hardware guys. It's driver developer mm-hmm. guys drivers, because yeah. not just – You've got to know the chipset. You're, you know, because you might be talking MediaTek, Tech, RealTech, Broadcom, um, Marvell, Qualcomm. And then there's a lot of chipsets in each of these manufacturers, right? Each one has different functions, different code sets. Um, some of the chipsets actually have uh, little CPUs on them that you can, it's like offloading. And so they got a code set for that. And so uh-huh. these guys have to know their chipsets, know their code sets, know the revisions, the changes in the chipsets. Mm. These guys have to stay on top of it all the time. So it's not just developers in general. It's driver developers.
2: It's, it's it's funny because you you look at people like Fred D. House from Cisco and you look at how passionately he talks about hardware, how he describes hardware, how he's like, you know, it's, it's probably Cisco's top dog on hardware. You wouldn't think anybody could ever be paid more than him. You know, you just, you just look at him. He's it, it, so passionate. You know, he knows about like antennas that are like, the like, that railway thinking, stations and stuff like that. The fact that he's got driving. the fact that
1: he's got time to be wheeled out in front of people, though.
5: <laughs> he knows. Uh, so my question is: Can you name a driver developer in this yeah. industry? Alan Blake. <laughs> no, so no, the reason, the reason that you cannot is because as soon as their name is known, they are stolen, and and so if if. Uh, any company, any manufacturer brings their their driver guy out to talk at a, you know, a technical conference, a technical, you know, how, you know, some of the, you know, you come in for a week and you got <laughs> 10 guys there and 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 there, you know, are delegates, 10 or 12 people asking questions. That person is stolen within seven days mm-hmm. and, and they're offered whatever they make. They go, we'll give you a 50% raise. And you go, well, you don't know what I make. And they go, we don't care. Um, <laughs> we just, we just want you. And it's so of work, right? Right. It's amazing. Lovely knowing
2: design. you on the Wireless podcast, but I'm I'm quitting. I'm gonna
3: You're gonna learn, learn how driver. to, uh,
5: <laughs> to uh, <laughs> uh, write in. <laughs> be basic. You, you literally, mean, <laughs> and I'm not kidding about this. You hide your driver developer guys. You you don't talk about them. You don't give your field engineers access to them. No <laughs> SE will interface. Not anywhere will SE with a driver developer. Driver developers' names are like they're you know hidden a three layers. No layers down and nobody knows who they are except the the software development manager and the CEO it's like a CEO CIA a
0: covert operations isn't it it's like you know you, you guys don't exist to anybody else and, and and I'm the daddy and I'm the name that you need it's like agent I don't know agent purple right and that's the it kind of
5: money they get paid is is it's it's not ridiculous it's stupid <laughs> uh, but without them you're dead in the water
4: yeah.
2: So, so Devin, just to loop around, right? If there were a drive developer who believed in the, believed in Wi-Fi, they would start at 11ax in six gigahertz.
5: I don't understand the question. Nor do we. Well, I don't think. I don't, I don't Chris
2: 11AX. knows. Got <laughs> caught it. I'll edit this if bit out. Start, doing, uh, start again. <laughs> start
0: again. Deep breath. Right. Okay, let's clap so I know where we are in the audio recording.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not three times. Right, if you're going to start being a de- developer. developer. <laughs>
5: I try trying de- to do it again? <laughs> let's clap again. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to be a developer, is that what you're saying?
2: Right, if you're going to start in 802.11, right? Years 2020, COVID has wiped out the pipeline. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Devin. You, is this is a movie scene now. It's not is a hypothetical you? question.
2: It's you and IOT. You've got to design IOT.
5: Six gigahertz or would you go back to 2.4? What frequency would you use? Um, so if you are just starting as a driver developer, the first thing you've got to do is learn the protocol, right? And the <laughs> second thing you've got to do at the same time is learn to code. What, what language you code in, I have no clue. I don't know what they code in. It might be C or something else. I don't know. Um, just yeah, pure what, pure binary. One, zero, six
2: so,
5: fast. <laughs> talking to them is like talking to a preamble i don't know but my, my, like my, you got to know both the coding aspect so the software you have to know the protocol and you have to know the hardware and and its commands and 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 uh command sets and all that so it's like three different um disciplines wrapped into one and this takes years you know let's call it if you were the f- fastest study on earth it would take you five years um to get to that level i mean you'd have after studying three things you got a, f- a four and a half thousand page standard right you got to understand the protocol and its backwards compatibility and all of those kind of things you've got to understand your chipset and the coding and you're going ha- it's going to take some practice right So, and then you got to spend some money to get the stuff to be able to actually practice and play with. You Mm -hmm. got a five year learning curve there to become very proficient. Now, probably two years in, you're very employable. At five years in, you're a man. And so, and you're probably making, I'm just going to throw this out there and say um, you're probably making a base of about somewhere between 250 and 350. That's just a base. uh, dollars, and then you I'm get <laughs> kinds of stock options, and you, you've, I've seen developers, uh, developers at that level, have as much stock options as a senior exec, and so hmm. uh, simply because they are a single point of failure, if they if they leave, the company's toast, and so it costs so much to replace them, and you might not be able to replace them. You yeah. say, oh well, I'll just I'll just put a shingle out, and fifteen people will apply. No, nobody will apply. And so you will have to go steal them from your competitor. And the only way to steal them is stupid money. You got to have money to burn. And you go, I- I'll buy you a new house and a car, and I'll pay you more than you make. You know, And they'll go, eh, I guess. And because if it don't work out, it feels like a hassle. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, the if it does right? work out, I, what do they do? They go back. Yeah. And so- I guess
2: this question is a, a long winded joke, but I mean, I'm in the wrong trump. I don't <laughs> know what I'm dealing with. You are wi-fi or one or you know all that, all that kind of stuff and shoot, i can i can talk, I can talk Here, here's some, here's some professional
5: advice um if, if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life all right last orders guys
1: unless you don't get paid for it Devin. i love to drink i'd love Hang on. i'd love to say thank you very much for being with us this yeah. evening It's yes. been an absolute pleasure Thanks um, for having me. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that, that Ryan just disappeared. You know. <laughs> and I'm <halfway> sorry. <laughs> through.
0: We're sorry that Christian rambled. <laughs> Towards the you end. You can
3: re-record all this.
0: Should we, should we start <laughs> just, again? Should we start again from the recording? Just... Let's do. Okay. Let's go from the top, guys. Ready? <sighs> and let's cover all that stuff about the
5: the, the women in Wi-Fi again.
2: <laughs> that you didn't possible. expect me to react this quickly did you <sighs>
1: next episode now <laughs> Chris bye <right. laughs> Devin thank you very much for coming on this evening it's been a been an absolute pleasure cheers Devin it's
5: been great I really enjoyed it and, and for anybody else who would be on the on the pubcast, I highly recommend it